Welcome to In the Trenches, a weekly podcast series dedicated to entrepreneurial leadership, the principles and values that define and develop it, as well as actionable steps that you can take to immediately lead your team to victory. Hey, good afternoon, guys. This is Eric LeClaire representing Push Press, and this is our next In the Trenches series with one of the baddest dudes from the OG days of CrossFit. This is Joey Powell, originally known as CCT Joey. He's a great friend, uh, fantastic coach, operates CrossFit Prescott and Praxis Athletics. Um, Joey, man, for those that don't know you, for those that weren't on the early days on the blog, share with me. Talk to me about you. Talk to me about your family and your gym. Okay. Well, back in the day, um, you know, the CrossFit website was a lot different and there was way more engagement on the, uh, the blog site because the CrossFit page was really a blog back then. It wasn't, it wasn't like it is now with a website where you, where you could make comments. It was literally a blog page. It was blogger or something. I don't remember Blogspot or something is what was the behind the scenes of, of it. And, uh, you know, there's plenty of stuff out there about that. But what happened was, was every fourth day there would be a discussion um, about whatever topic that coach would post, coach Greg Glassman would post. And when he posts that, a lot of us were just mainstays. That was a big deal to us. Hell, the discussion would sometimes last three or four days, even though it was only every fourth day they posted it, you know? So we, we talked for days and opinions were getting thrown around. And, and that was really just how I more or less got involved in the community. I'd been doing CrossFit mostly because uh, I was doing combat control stuff. And, and I really hated running. I'm just, I'll do it, but it's not my gig, man. It's just, you know, I don't know that I have a gig to be honest, physically. Um, I'm really good in the water, but you know, that's, that's about as boring as it gets. And, um, I just hated running. So I was like, I'll do anything to be able to keep running as fast as I run now and not have to run. And that's how I came about CrossFit was sort of like the kettlebell movement, sort of, even though I really wasn't a kettlebell douchebag, I, I, did it and it helped me stay in shape and that's how I sort of fell into CrossFit. What years um, were like 2003, 2004? That was the earliest part um but and then I became an affiliate in 07. So uh, you know in the army I was in the army first. I was actually an army infantry officer then an armor officer and then I got out in 03 and I entered the CCT pipeline in I want to say January of 04. And then I became an affiliate in 07. I'm, and I met you probably about a month before I became an affiliate in 07. It would have been October 07. I met you, if yep. I remember right. And I was at a uh, CrossFit San Diego cert under uh, Eddie and Lisa Lugo at the Man, time. Talk about 100 years ago. Man. And, and you know, it, it, all of us were at the time, I, this is my opinion. And I, and I got to be honest, I've never really been part of the CrossFit community like most of you guys were I've I'm sort of an, a fringe character I guess but um even though I was close to coach for a little while uh to me I just really it was just a different deal I'm not a fitness guy I just came to beat you I does that make sense like I didn't Hopefully. I've never enjoyed fitness I've never ran and gotten a, an endorphin rush or anything like that. That's never, I'm like, what? So I only exercise to win. 
Yeah. That's it. I don't, I don't, so it's a competitive thing to me, but I'm also, what's funny is, is we'll get to that later. My affiliate is not built on that completely. I mean, we're not even remotely interested in competing. So, but that was kind of the deal. And then I, you know, from there, uh, that was the big thing that drew me into computing. And that's, and that's actually in the, in the CrossFit. And that's what Greg saw in me was the post. And that's how I actually ended up at the cert was just some coincidences and him reaching out to me and extended the invite. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I, and next thing I know I'm like an, I'm like a, uh, an honored guest and I'm like, I'm just a guy that writes on the internet on your site, man. I didn't realize like anyone gave a shit who I was, but it was, it was I really mean, cool. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I think back to those days and that's unique to that time, to those people and to that experience that's never going to be replicated again, ever. No. I, I it was a, a really special time to be involved. And I, you know, trust me, say, same as you, I cut my teeth on that, the, the learnings, the, the certifications, the seminars, the weekends, sometimes the impromptu at Santa Cruz, like wild. It was wild days. Yeah, it was. It was a wild west. And, and what was funny about it was, was that we were, we were, a counterculture, but most of us that were, I would say the people I liked anyway, we weren't looking for a counterculture. We were just looking for anything that was more effective than what we were doing. We were just like, fucking A, man, how many push-ups do I got to do? How many damn miles do I have to run? You know, right. can we do anything else besides the same shit, you know? Well, so talking about, I mean, obviously you've got a, a rich history steeped in leadership, organizational structure, uh, developing junior enlisted. Uh, now you obviously have a pipeline. I, I believe it's a pipeline for a soft community for, is it Embry Riddle? Yeah. And it, I'm trying to show the banner and I'm fucking this up, but <laughs> SOP CP, man, I'm, I'm totally the backward camera thing is freaking me out. Um, SOP CP, special operations pre-candidate program. And yeah, we help, we help, uh, particularly these guys, most of them want to do the air force gig, uh, CCT, PJ, uh, now special reconnaissance or the officer counterparts. Some guys have gone seal or something like that. Uh, I, of course I always try to disturb, uh, encourage them not to do that, but, um, and then we've had guys go Ranger green beret and stuff like that too. So. Well, so give me, give me like, not just necessarily me, but you know, those that are watching, those that are listening, you're going to get a chance to kind of tune into this top two things that you can pull from your time in, in your military leadership learnings that you've applied to your business that has stood the test of time. Cause you know, you've been around 14, 15 years, clearly you're doing something correct and you're now battling this epidemic pandemic and, and you're charging through it. Yeah. Adapt, 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 um, and be, and, and go with your instincts. Like, um, when I mull shit over too long, I've wasted opportunity and time. And so I, I look, I'm all about, I'm, I'm going to say it my way about me. I know I am a clutch player. I know point blank. There is no one more than me in a tight spot that I want than me point blank. I want me in that tight spot. If I'm, if I'm you. So if you need something done, I want you to know that I'm the guy in the tight spot. I love being the guy in the tight spot, right? So I trust me there. Anytime I've not taken my own advice, it's kicked me right in the jump. Yeah. So for me, my instincts are good. Um, 
uh, you know, and that goes all the way back into early CrossFit. It goes back to, to implementing methods that would, that were originally poo-pooed that now are mainstay even in CrossFit. Um, and, and, and definitely when I was in, you know, in the service in the army and the air force, it was like, okay, who can make this happen? I don't know, but I'll do it. And, and I will find a way. So to me, that's, that's the biggest thing is so if, if you're like me, trust your instincts and be ready to fucking turn on a dime. Yep. Period. Agreed. Agreed. Now talk me through the development of your brand, like um, relative to, so obviously in Prescott, there's gotta be other affiliates and some are struggling. Maybe some are doing well, but how have you developed to stay this long? How, like what sets apart? Okay. So we were the first ones. Um, and when we came to town, we had, you know, I moved to town with a U-Haul truck, a squat rack, a bench, a reverse hyper, <laughs> um, and, and some bumper plates, the old school Craigberg uh, ones, and three bars, right? Awesome. Uh, nothing, and maybe two or three kettlebells. Um, and then we were inside a gym there. We, so there, there was a gym, like, a you know, the global gym. We were in there. Uh, and we just we're just fighting to stay alive. Now I started this here. Um, not, I'm not talking about the Kentucky affiliate that I was in the service and I ran for a year before I moved here. That's irrelevant. But so when we got here, it was in the middle of the downturn, the financial downturn, 2008. Like we had, we had at all times, four or five people that were with us that could not pay. Like they, they couldn't, they didn't have jobs or whatever. And we just always were under like, Hey man, you lost your job. Just keep training and you can start paying again whenever you have a job. That was just the norm. I'm sure it was for you too. Right. And Great. yeah, you, you, like, dude, I, I'm not going to tell you not to train. I mean, shit, just do what you can or, or, or clean the fucking bathrooms or whatever. Right. Yeah. And, and, but, but, but here's the problem, right? So I come, we, me and you both come from a, a world where, you just do it right it's it's written you do it yes you, you back then you might scale it right um and that's there's lots of terms for that uh and it's not just a use less weight or whatever but you know we were in that wild wild west back then and here's a problem i live in a community that's based off retirees i didn't understand that when i moved here so my average age client is probably 47 yeah, that's my average, right? I mean, most classes, uh, particularly the mid mornings, dude. I, I if I was in the class, I'd be the youngest person in the class. <laughs> right? And I'm 46, right? Yeah. So, so, um, that's real. That changes everything. And and so we were really struggling. And so the gym we were in uh, hired us to be personal trainers. And to work for the silver and fit program to help raise revenue. And they didn't, they didn't have the right trainers to work with them anyway. So I started working with all these people. They're like 70, 80 years old. Wow. And they got five free personal trainings a year through the silver and fit program. Right. And the gym got paid and then they gave me a, a big cut of that. And that's where we really cut our teeth in this. And that's where we really understood, okay, the CrossFit way that we understood it as just people doing it or working with other people that were, I don't know that I'm elite ever, but I've been involved with elite right. and, and in the, and in the speed skating world and in the military. And, and so this doesn't work. 
this is not only doesn't work, it's damn right dangerous, right? I mean, it's like, okay, this isn't, in it. what do we do with this, right? And, and so we chase the whole efficacy thing, you know, through virtuosity always, but at the same time, it's like, in your mind, you're like a dog salivating. You're like, okay, I want to, I want to show you what you can be. And it's like, hold the fuck up before you hurt somebody. Right. And, and, you know, cause I remember the first time I had a lady, we were just doing squats and it wasn't even a deep squat. We literally had a box under, I don't know, it must've been 20 inches and just trying to teach her to sit back onto the box. We must've done 25 total squats, right? Like <laughs> sets of five or six, just teach it. She was so sore. She couldn't get off the toilet the next day. Yeah. And I was like, and she wasn't really old, maybe in her 60s. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not sure where to go with this. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even as low as her couch, right? And I'm like, I'm not sure where to go with this except even slower. And I was like, can we do that? I mean, is that, is that something we can even do? You know, yeah. like, how do we do this? Is that even CrossFit at this point? And, and that's, a, that's a valid argument. And right. it's like, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I've got my flag up. I've got my shingle on the wall. I, that's what we're going to do. And, and so we, we learned things different than most CrossFit locations from that. You know, it's just, it's who we are. And then, you know, so the special operations work we do with prep work is totally separate from that. That's just a whole different deal. It's almost two businesses. In yeah, one. it is. It really is. And, 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 and so it's just, and which is good because it separates my mind from doing the same thing all the time. Right. But at the same time, it really is two different training protocols, even if largely we're using the same gear. It's right. a, it's I mean, a different, it's a different deal. Um, and I, and I, and that's the biggest thing I think the community has had to learn to deal with is that training for, and not to be cliche, but training for life versus training for mission, you know, police officer, uh, uh, in the military, uh, firefighter, like all the stuff that we were used right. to back in Oh four through Oh eight or nine or whenever the game started and all that, the Reebok thing happened. And so it's Man. just different, you know, no, and now, and I mean, I'm glad I'm not saying glad, but I, I know that you would see that need in both ends of your spectrum and be able to satisfy. The it was need. an imperative. I mean, we had no other income. I mean, that was, we had to learn. I mean, I moved across the country, moved my family across the country and had no money. I mean, it was just like, there was no choice. There was no right. cushion. It had I to didn't be like leave the military with a pension. I just right. left the military. Um, it was frightening times, man. I mean, we, it was desperate times call for desperate measures. And so we started looking at uh, other practitioners and methods to integrate into our facility. Right. To get better complemented uh, than what we were kind of taught from the main site. It, it's not that that's bad. It's just that it wasn't going to work in this case. Right. So it was just different. Here you I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I, and this is a side note, because I, but I think it's huge. I, I want to give huge props out to CrossFit.com. A little over a year ago, I believe it was January 1st last year, they changed the site. Right. Totally different, total tangent, right? Total. That's like it, what it was for us. Yeah. I mean, it's way more like what it was for us, except more content. And I'm like, finally, the Reebok shit is out of there. And this thing is like, did you, for ever, the, did you it's think better. That would ever, 
think they would ever like push the sideshow of the games away and come back towards the health component? I, I hope for years. I, okay, so and this is my opinion. I know that I know the people that are watching this are gonna. A lot of people are gonna poo poo what I'm about to say. Okay, but I think the games personally can fucking suck it. I mean, I just do. I think it's I think it's a fucking sideshow Bob bullshit. Look, there is a ton of affiliate owners that feel that exact same way. I mean, I, what I will not. I have never supported uh, the open. If somebody wanted to do it, I would go get um, ref, whatever that is where you could judge. I judge. went and judged two different games, and I was just like, dude, I can't be involved in this. I mean, right. it, was just, it was just crazy. I was just like, this is, this is, now this was early on. It was like 10 and 11 or 11 and 12 or something like that. But I was just like. Big difference, huh? I was like, bro, this doesn't even remotely reflect my gym. And, right. and, and, and where it was taking CrossFit as a movement was, was, it was like it was sailing away from me. And I was just like, but then a little over a year ago when they redid the website, I'm like, holy crap, CrossFit just turned the hell around. I was just yeah. like on a, on a dime. And I was like, it's back to health and wellness again and performance of the individual in life, not about the performance of the sport of fitness. I was right. like, this is a breath of fresh air, man. And then the level method, which is, I'm, you know, we can talk about later, but the level method is huge. We don't use it probably the way they'd like us to, but man, talk about a great product. Uh, right. and, then brand, and then brand X. And that's, I know that's verboten in the CrossFit world, but, but those guys, uh, man, I hope those two companies can get together someday level method and brand X. That would be a shit. Oh dude, they're solid. I mean, we recognize that Jim and Mickey are just really, really solid. Yeah, great, great you know, mentors and role models for their own kids. And then obviously excellent coaches. Uh, own right. You know, Jeff was one of the first ones to call and say, congratulations after he knew we offloaded the gym. They, you know, those of us that have known each other since early, those early days, we're still very close and, care about each other's well-being and it's been great to watch as they've they developed their kids who are now young leaders as strength and yeah. condition which has been great and, and and they're bold they are the family is bold yeah uh, and and man that's refreshing i mean uh, they're not afraid to just take it and turn it a whole damn different direction uh, and that man that's cool to see so all so we jeff mickey the kids we got a tiny bit of time left but i you know in a few seconds to share with me about what are you doing with your community now that most gyms are shut down? What did, what did you have to pivot to? Okay. So, so uh, Arizona came down and said, okay, you guys got to shut down cause you're a gym, right? Well, I'm, I'm like, am I? That's, that's up for debate. And so my mind goes like this. So technically this building is shut down, right? Right. But I'm like, I'm not a gym. And I was like, I would argue that even though this facility isn't a gym, technically it's a, it's a, it's a training center, but because, because I'm in control of the gear, I'm in control of the people and I'm in control of what all of that does. Um, a gym, like what most people think there's a bunch of stuff and then people randomly milling around, touching everything and, and doing stuff that no one's really watching, but whatever. So we have, we just happened to have put a gate in the fence that separates us from a beautiful park in the backyard of this building. Right. So we train with proper social distancing and sanitizing measures in the park. Outside, right? Still outside. Yeah. It's not necessarily warm all the time. It's not necessarily great weather. We go from there, but 
Um, you know, it's, it's what we're doing. I haven't had anyone yet that is a personal client, meaning they're not a, a business quit. I'm sure it will happen. Um, but I haven't had anyone quit yet. And that's been huge because we're still able to function. Right. Even if, even if they can't afford to pay, it's just, that's fine. But it's like, we've got to keep going. I'm, I'm, I'm coming in. Like we're going to work, you know, like we're going to get this stuff done. So that's what we've been doing. We just, we're like, I'm not flouting the law per se. Not that I necessarily even care about it, but uh, I'm like, the governor said he wants people to exercise. Come on, let's right. do this. Right. I mean, it's not just about walking and hiking and riding your bike. I dig it. There's no, yeah. So, Hey, let's take this. So I got a big cart. I roll the cart out there. People take everything off before and after, right? With the, with the sanitizer, call it good, man. Spread it out. Let's go. I dig it, man. So you, you are delivering zero product digitally. It's 100% in person still for you and your staff, correct? Yes. Well, well, we do post on our Facebook page workouts for people that for whatever reason, maybe that day or something like that, they need to do at home. We wouldn't normally do that. I haven't done that since probably 2000, uh, nine or something like that i have i because people were cherry picking and i'm just not interested in watching all that but yeah we right now some people would prefer to train from home so we did loan out dumbbells and stuff like that for people if they needed them because oh, i've got well, a shit ton of them so yeah I remember was, yeah remember okay so if you in your in your mind right and, and i i know I, I will never ask for for sensitivity ever give a nugget for gym owners right now that are struggling share with them your your most professional opinion for those that are pondering most professional opinion is is you've got to just remain flexible man i mean that's that's the key this is going to change this is going to change again um i i've got my own opinions about the nature of the the government and things like that would have to do with the, the COVID running around and all that and the COVID itself. That's aside from that. Right. What's really happening here though, is that life in general is going to change and people are going to look at their health a lot different after this. When we find out that what the real problem here is, is all the underlying issues and all the underlying issues are based off of inflammation and what you're doing to yourself to inflame yourself or not taking care of yourself. That's going to change everything. And so there's going to be huge opportunity. And so you have to be willing to throw stuff out of your mind to let other stuff get in right. uh, that you might not have wanted to do six weeks ago. You are going to have to see things just differently. And that means other clients are going to be coming to your doorstep that might not have ever walked in a place like this. Right. And they could be better. And New market segment for you. Yes. And then they'll probably be older. Uh, they're going to be people. There's going to be probably a ton of people for a while on a year, year and a half that are going to be unemployed or, or, or very touchy with their incomes. Of course, very defensive. So you better provide a value like we had to back in 08 that looked way bigger and presented way bigger and, and reflected hell, man, we, for the what we were charging back then versus, well, I wouldn't even say we charged much more, but the value for people that were struggling in the economy back in 08, 09, and 10 
was off the chart. That go back to that. Like figure out a way to be somebody that these people talk about at their dinner table. You agreed all the time, man. Be constant presence in their head because you've helped change their life. And that's the key. That's how you're going to get out of this is that you're going to have this cadre of, of clients who, who know that no matter how times, how hard times get that them staying attached is absolutely the great stuff you do is, is one of the most important things they do outside of their family and their God. And I know that sounds incredibly cocky and bold, but that has to be the case because we are disposable. Become undisposable. That's, that's key. the title of today. Become undisposable. I love it. I love it, man. Well, I sincerely appreciate not only your time, your wisdom, the story. Um, it, it's going to be impressive for folks to to connect and watch this episode. Um, yeah. We'd love to get some feedback. I, hell, I don't even mind negative feedback. You know, don't, don't be surprised if I got something to say if I disagree. But if I'm off base, man, I'd love to hear about it. You know, reach out to us on our Facebook and, and, and let's hear these things. Let's get these ideas out there again. Like we had the forums on CrossFit.com back in the day. Those were hugely valuable.